Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Today is day 946 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important to have the proper perspective on today's current events. But to establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the culture of the authors. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages of God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book titled, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. Should we be concerned when there are differences in the ancient text from which our modern Bibles are translated from? Today's essay will explore one such instance and how we should consider the outcome. And today's essay is Jeremiah, Double Vision. If we look beyond the details of Jeremiah's anguish and apparently fruitless ministry, we can spot a dual emphasis in the book that bears his name, Judgment and Repentance. Emphasis is not the only double issue, though. Two full versions of the book have survived from antiquity, and they diverge in many ways. This is referred to as the Jeremiah problem. The book of Jeremiah has come to us in two different versions, the Hebrew version, which is referred to as the Masoretic text, and the Greek version, the Septuagint, which is an ancient Greek translation of the Old Testament. Our modern English Bibles follow the arrangement and context from the Masoretic text. The Septuagint version, which is referred to as the 70, was translated from a Hebrew text of the book that differed in many ways from the Masoretic text. Because of this, the Greek version is roughly one-eighth shorter than the Masoretic text. And after Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 13, the order of the chapters differs dramatically. Despite attempts to solve this Jeremiah problem, the textual history of both of the versions remained unresolved. We still don't know which Hebrew text is older. The one we have today, the Masoretic text, or the one that the scribes used to create the Septuagint. The fragmentary scrolls of the book found among the Dead Sea Scrolls usually follows the order and the context of the Masoretic text, but some of that material matches the Hebrew manuscripts that was translated into the Septuagint. Consequently, the Dead Sea Scrolls cannot be a definitive answer regarding which version of the book more closely aligns with the time of the prophet. We also find mixed results when examining the history of these versions. The Jewish community favored the Masoretic text, but that is only apparent from around 100 AD onward, after the time of Jesus and the Apostles. The New Testament writers favored the Septuagint when quoting the Old Testament. Studies revealed that when the Old Testament is quoted in the New Testament, the wording found in the Greek New Testament, the Masoretic text and the Septuagint differs in some 80% of the time. Word-for-word quotations from the Masoretic text are not common, amounting to less than 5%. Even when factoring in nearly identical quotations of the Masoretic text, it is clear that the New Testament writers only appear to have used the Masoretic text 20% of the time. The New Testament writers most often quoted the Septuagint, but that doesn't mean that they endorsed it or preferred it, since they did use both versions. They were writing in Greek, so using the Greek translation would have been a natural. So what is a practical response? 
So what can we conclude from the book of Jeremiah? Well, we cannot conclude that the Septuagint was preferred over the Masoretic text, as though it was more sacred or original. If that were the case, it would be shocking to see the New Testament writers quote Masoretic text. But the reverse is true as well. Neither version deserves a higher status. Perhaps the real lesson is that the New Testament writers, working through divine inspiration, of course, were not concerned about this issue. There isn't a single instance that indicates concern over which manuscript was being used or quoted. The lack of concern is reflected in the ministry of Paul, who preached in the synagogues all over the Mediterranean. Each synagogue had their own biblical text and its own scrolls. Sometimes the Septuagint, and sometimes the Masoretic text, and Paul used whatever was at his disposal. The same is true in his own letters. He trusted God's provision that he was reading and preaching the very word of God, and so should we. We can rest in the truth that God's word in its original writings were given by divine inspiration, as we are told in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us to realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And that will conclude our essay for this week. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue with the Old Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, Where is the Ark of the Covenant? I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer to help you to lighten up and live that rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to in the past 945 treks or read the wisdom journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's truck will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Truck Podcast and Journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally. Learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.